Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the gripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard
I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go out looking for the secret teachings on other social media platforms, you will not find us. We're not on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or any of those places. I just don't have the uh, the energy or the will to deal with those social media platforms. So Facebook, the email, and the website. I hope everybody's having a really good Friday night, Saturday morning. There's a lot to talk about tonight. Got a lot of emails this week, actually. I wanted to go through some of those on air. But I was going through my desk and I was cleaning some stuff up and I found an article I did not mention. This was from like last month, actually, like a month ago. I thought this was really interesting. It was from the Miami Herald newspaper. And it says, a cliff collapsed in the Grand Canyon. I've been there a couple of times. Grand Canyon is an amazing place. But, you know, if you if you go stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon, it's so big that you really, really have a hard time processing what you're looking at. It just looks like you're looking out over a field. You really can't fathom how big this thing really is. So you're staring at it, you're looking down, and it just seems completely unreal, uh, the, the massive size of this thing. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of nonsense in the so-called, uh, well, I don't even know what to call it anymore, the, the truther community is it the conspiracy? I don't know. Is it a conspiracy community? I don't know. But, you know, you can make like wild, wild things up. And uh, I joke about wild things sometimes. Like, for example, I remember like two years ago, I was, I went, I've went, I've gone to the Grand Canyon like three times. So one of the times I went, I was, I was thinking, what kind of crazy story could somebody make up about the Grand Canyon? You know, how, how did this thing form. And I, I was joking with somebody. I said something about, I may, maybe, you know, David Wilcock would suggest that there was some intergalactic space battle and the earth got ripped apart and there were lasers and bombs that went off. And then like a year later, I was thinking about that story and I couldn't remember if I made that up <laughs> or if that was a real story. You know, if that was something that one of these guys said. So I, it's just at some point it becomes outlandish. And there's quite a bit of that with all the fires on the west coast of the United States, too. There's a lot of that. But there's a cliff that collapsed at the Grand Canyon. And I'm sure that some people think that this is an Illuminati cliff because the headline of the Miami, uh, Miami Herald article from August 20th, 2020, is revealing a 313-million-year-old set of footprints, according to Park officials, which would be the oldest recorded tracks of their kind. Now, they weren't like human footprints, and they weren't like footprints with like shoe soles in them, which have been found places that date back a long, long, long time ago. If you've ever read the work of M. Don Shorn, who we've had on the show, he wrote four different books, and they're based on 
a lot of history, a lot of myth, a lot of religious texts even, and he kind of theorized on the subject of aliens and alien interaction with Earth and things of this nature. And he talked a little bit about some of the strange anomalies that have been found all over the world. And uh, one of those was, you know, the, some of the out-of-place skeletons. Even people like Scott Walter, you know, he talked about the, uh, the well, you have the Kensington Ruinstone, but you also have the Tucson lead artifacts. I, I didn't get to go see those. I don't even know if they're in Tucson anymore. I think they are in a museum in Arizona, but I, I meant to go see those when I lived there, but I got caught up and ended up having to move away from Arizona at the time. But the Tucson lead artifacts, um, a lot of, a tremendous amount of pre-Columbian, whether it was weapons or tools or something that rewrites history, or really it writes history, it doesn't rewrite history, because the people that are writing history are really rewriting it. If they're not allowing for some, you know, open discussion on what history really is, what history really, really could be, you know, we, we don't really know. We have an idea. We guess. That's what historians do. So these fossil footprints were 313 million years old, and I recall reading this story. Out of Italy, they found these footprints. I think it. In, I think they found them in a cave, but they found a body in a cave. But it was Homo sapien. And you can find a long list of stories like this, but you have to be careful. You know, can you really can you really believe all of these stories? You hear stories like this. You hear stories about the Grand Canyon and uh, you know the interactions that the Smithsonian had. Of course, publications and some newspapers too of a uh, archaeologist named G. E. Kincaid who claimed to have found these caverns at the Grand Canyon with Egyptian artifacts. I'm sure you remember that story. Some of you do. I, I've done a couple of shows on that. At, at one point in the past, we did uh, the last time I went to the Grand Canyon, we did a show on that, actually. We did a show on Kincaid and what, what he supposedly found there in the Grand Canyon. So you hear stories like that, and you really can't find any evidence of it, although it was there was a story published in April of 1909 in, the, in an edition of the Arizona Gazette. So it was in the newspaper at the time, but you really can't find much of that online today. You know, you can find these websites like Before It's News, which is like Wikipedia. Anybody can edit it or Mysterious Universe or... And, and I guess what I'm getting at here is we got to be really careful what we're paying attention to, what we're looking at what were perhaps more so what we're willing to believe. Because there's such distrust in authority, there's such distrust in officialdom, that a lot of people are willing to believe anything, anything, that they see or that they read or that they hear, which is a little bit different than whatever officialdom is. It doesn't have to be documented. It doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be any proof. Just believe it, because, you know, I, I, we've been lied to, of course, so obviously anything to the contrary of those lies has to be the truth. But oftentimes you don't recognize that it's the officialdom which controls those other narratives in order to create this idea that officialdom is still correct, officialdom is still in charge and in power, 
And if you believe anything to the contrary, things that are usually very easily dismissed and sound insane, a lot of the times I think they are, then you're also insane. So it doesn't really allow us to think critically. It doesn't really allow us to think for ourselves about anything, which is really interesting because when you meet people that really do think for themselves, that really do have the, the active ability to critically think, it doesn't matter what the topic is, and it doesn't matter how knowledgeable you or the other person is, you recognize, oh, we're on the same page, not because we believe the same thing, but because we can use objective thinking to analyze whatever the subject might be. One of the things I really, I really just have a, a hard time dealing with is, you know, I can tell a story. I can talk about G.E. Kincaid in the Grand Canyon, or I could just simply, you know, tell this story from the Miami Herald last month, Cliff Collapses in Grand Canyon, revealing 313 million-year-old footprints. And you're going to find people that are going to be upset about that because it conflicts with, you know, their narrative. Or you're going to find people that believe it because they don't want to believe whatever the official narrative is. And see, a lot of this is is just based on belief. Belief. And it's the power of belief, which obviously does, you know, indeed become your reality. Your reality can be shaped in a lot of other ways as well. And there are many ways in which we can examine how that reality can be shaped. One of the ways your reality can be shaped is through trauma, torture. And you think of trauma and torture, you might think, well, that's somebody being tied up and beaten or starved to death. But it's a little bit more than that, you know. If you don't have the ability or you choose not to interact with others and be social, you can kind of lose yourself in that, even if you are more of a loner. And of course, when you're terrified of other human beings because you think that they're going to get you sick, and when you lock down, don't go out of your house, you're afraid to talk to people, I mean, I really don't know how many people in, in the world truly are terrified. I don't think it's that many because you still see people out in public interacting with each other. But the mental health is something that's almost always overlooked. And I was reading this story the other day about the mental health of the, the public and the CDC the Centers for Disease Control, just published their statistics recently pertaining to the coronavirus about young adults and how young adults have suffered greatly from the effects of coronavirus, but not because of the virus, because of mental health. And then there's another story that goes back to the beginning of all of this a couple of months ago, back in April, and, you know, it's always proposed like a question. There's evidence that kids stuck in quarantine may experience higher levels of depression and anxiety. And you look at that and you read that and you think, mm, maybe, I guess they could. 
what do you mean you guess they could? Of course they do. Of course kids are going to feel that way when they're quarantined, when they're not allowed to play with other kids. Because, I mean, kids maybe even more so than adults, they can feel it. Maybe it's in a different way. Adults can feel it in a, in a different way than children do. But yeah, of course people are going to feel that way. They're locked inside. They're going to feel anxiety. They're going to feel depression. They might feel suicide. A lot of people have committed suicide. A lot of people have lost their businesses. A lot of people lost their relationships, have perhaps come to the conclusion that they don't really want to live anymore at all under any circumstances, even if things get better, because they've been, they've really truly been traumatized to the point where their brain is fried. Their brain is is toast. And that is the inevitable conclusion of being terrorized to such an extent that you give up, you give in, and you acquiesce, and you do what your captors, what your torturer, etc. wants you to do. You do exactly what they want you to do. Because you're afraid or because you've been actually brainwashed. You've been literally brainwashed. I was walking through a grocery store the other day. I saw this lady walking down the aisle and she did not have a mask on. So I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And she turned around and she said, sure. And I said, well, you can see I'm not wearing a mask. I said, why are you not wearing a mask? I said, is it a medical thing, something like that? And she said, yeah, I have a medical issue. And something told me that maybe she didn't because I started talking to her and she told me that, she's like, you know that the the numbers are fraudulent according to the CDC in the sense that most people that are dying are dying of other diseases. And So she starts telling me all this and she doesn't know who I am or what I talk about. So she's telling me all this, we're talking, and then I just, you know, I said said goodbye, have a nice day. There's one thing that she said to me that stuck with me. She said that when she goes out in public, with the exception of this one grocery store where we were talking, she says she has been verbally harassed and almost physically assaulted on one occasion. And when she told me that, I realized, well, you know, I've seen, I've seen other people too, you know, be pepper sprayed or be, have, have hot coffee thrown on them. And I've been harassed as well, but it's, it's the idea that if you don't do what the collective does, that you are not only getting other people sick and things like this, but that you are psychotic that's been something that's been pumped out in media for months, for, for, for months and months now, that if you don't participate in the cult, you're psychotic. When clinically, if you have a desire to be part of the collective cult identity, and you don't question that, and you do what you're told when you're told, because you think that you're protecting others, because you think that you're being a good person. 
because you think you're saving the world. These are actually the traits of someone who is narcissistic and psychopathic. It's classical inversion in the same way that there's a news article, you know, every week about how people that don't wear masks are violent and harmful. But I talked to this woman, she's been, she had somebody get in her face and threaten her because she didn't have a mask on. The ironic thing was the guy got in her face, you know, which I guess he felt his mask was safe enough to protect him, but that if he stepped away, that it wasn't as safe because she didn't have a mask on, you know, just it's hysteria. And so, of course, when people are feeling depressed and out of control, they they react by either becoming reserved or they become hostile. And whether you're reserved or hostile, you're reacting to the this stimuli, this artificial stimuli. And anyone who is more moderate and decides, you know, I'll make my own decision. I think I'm I'm smart enough. I'm aware enough. I'm conscious enough. Or if I'm not, you know, I'll die by my own hand. I'm not going to listen to somebody else. And it's those people, the the middle of the road people that are, a lot of you, that are kind of put into a category or if you were on a computer to put you into a file that is slated for deletion. Because this new system doesn't want anyone who can think, who can act, who can create. It's one obedience. doesn't matter if the obedience is seclusion or if it's hysteria. It's one obedience. And they can condition and trick other people into being obedient and turning them into drones so that they come after others who maybe don't participate in the cult. I, I just, I find it unreal, truly unreal that, I mean, it, I, I feel like I'm watching some kind of uh, dystopian novel, not, not just because of everything that's happening, but because of stuff like this. Listen to this headline. CDC director says face masks may provide more protection than a coronavirus vaccine. That was 48 hours ago. The CDC director said, Robert Redfield, said that masks are more effective than a coronavirus vaccine. You think that it couldn't get crazier than that? Well, here's a story from Business Insider. We are ignoring one of the most obvious ways to avoid spreading the coronavirus. Want to know what it is? They say, stop talking. So I guess I'm spreading it right now. It can probably come through the microphone and the internet. Here's another one. It gets even better. It gets even better. Even better. This is Forbes, and Forbes magazine published something on the 8th. I just saw this. Listen to this headline. This is not The Onion. This is not Babylon B. This is a real news headline. Why speaking English, English, may spread more coronavirus than some other languages. Really? Speaking English spreads the coronavirus more than other languages. So, so, so listen to this. I, I got on Facebook the other day to post a promo, and I saw this pop up. It says, Ryan, see how climate change is changing, or how, cl- how the climate is changing. Did you know that droughts, storms, and extreme weather events are increasingly likely with a temperature rise above 15 
Ryan, see how our climate is changing. Did you know that droughts, storms, and extreme weather events are increasingly likely with a temperature rise of about 1.5 degrees Celsius? Find more facts like this in the Climate Section Information Center. I read that, and I thought, well, that's not a fact. It says, did you know that droughts, storms, and extreme weather events, they call them events because that's, that's powerful, it's more meaningful, and that they're increasingly likely with a temperature rise. They didn't say that they, they're going to happen. It just said that they're increasingly likely. Did you know that they're, it's likely to happen with a temperature rise? For more facts like this, it's not a fact at all. In any way, it's not a fact. It's the same thing, like like this. I, I got on Amazon to watch a movie. I watched a movie called Mr. Jones. It's a really good movie about the Holodomor. And I was scrolling through Amazon, and I come across the new Twilight Zone, which I, I just can't get myself to watch, but I come across the new Twilight Zone, and you know the the host now is a, is a black man, and it's the, the Twilight Zone is filed under Amazon under black stories. So the Twilight Zone is now a black television. It's, it's like BET. It's black television. And when scientists say, this is, you know, this could happen someday, for more facts like this, that's not a fact. I just see things like just circling, circling the drain. And I, I got to point this stuff out. This is, that's just, it's not a fact. Twilight Zone is a black story now. Climate change is admittedly only something that's likely in the theoretical scenario, but it's still a fact. I'll tell you what, language is very, very important, but I guess if you, they say if you speak English, you spread the coronavirus more, so stop speaking English. Don't speak anymore. That's why they probably want to keep that mask on you. It's a muzzle, among other things. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. We'll be back after break. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings 
The Fringe FM, Ryan and yourself. Alex Exum. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the internet by corporate political interests? Hey guys, it's Clyde Lewis here with Ground Zero Radio, and in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground. It's called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, ebooks, documents, and much, much more. Our news aggregator, Nucifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting the Ground Zero friendly podcasts like Into the Parabnormal with Jeremy Scott and The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath is a social media platform along with the chat room to interact with many of our listeners. Mobile apps for Android and Apple will soon be available at Aftermath.media. The monthly subscription to Aftermath.media is $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to the library of archived Ground Zero podcasts and shows. If you're interested in having access to our podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero by subscribing to Aftermath.media. Sign up today, Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings.
I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM Friday night. Earlier tonight, you heard Joe Roop and I talking on Lighting the Void. One of the shift gears here for The Secret Teachings tonight and go through some, some loose ends that have been sitting on my desk. Even if you're not a Christian, you've probably read some part of the Bible, right? At least Genesis. You've had to have read a little bit of Genesis. You might not be a Christian, but maybe you, maybe you dabble a little bit in theology or religious text or something like this. You probably know Genesis 2-7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then man became a living soul. That's in Genesis Remember when this whole stuff with George Floyd began? Remember how you had, and you still do, have the signs that say, I can't breathe, and you have all of these protests that are mostly peaceful, and people are saying that they can't breathe. It's supposed to be, you know, in solidarity with George Floyd's family because they they want the family to know that they, they care about, you know, the counterfeiting assaulting, drug dealing, etc., except porn star, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that George Floyd deserved to be killed by police, but, you know, if you watch the video, he wasn't killed by the police at all. You watch the video, the body cam footage, he was not killed by the police. So that sparked a meme, I can't breathe. And then not too long after that, it became more and more mandatory to wear the mask, Right. The BDSM mask, the muzzle, so you can't breathe, can't breathe, you can't breathe. Despite all the overwhelming evidence that masks are really useless and irrelevant, the CDC director just said two days ago that face masks may provide more protection than a coronavirus vaccine. And you see they use that word in the headline there, CNBC News and others, may provide more protection. How can something that may provide something more so than something else that's not been proven to do anything except hurt people, be classified as part of a health and science section on any news network. This is the health and science section of CNBC. Director says of CDC, face masks may provide more protection than coronavirus vaccine. But they don't provide any actual evidence or proof of that. But see... George Floyd couldn't breathe. Now the protesters can't breathe. Now you can't breathe through the mask. And then I know we have a lot of listeners up in the Pacific Northwest. One of our friends lives in Idaho. And they're having trouble breathing because of the fires. Having a lot of trouble breathing because of the fires. You know, I got got an email last night, uh, a couple of them, from someone named Emily Spiller. And... Emily, assuming Emily is a, is, a, is a woman, hello Emily from New Hampshire, e- Emily told me, uh, sent me a, a relatively uh, condensed story, but she said, she said something to the effect of, you made a quick assertion that George Floyd did not die from being murdered. Where are you making that conclusion and why? I know there was an autopsy, but that didn't seem conclusive, and what is your take on the footage? And she goes on to describe what she thought about BLM. So, I thought about that, and I, you know, first of all, Emily was very considerate in the email and didn't attack me because she heard something that she didn't understand or didn't agree with or 
you know, whatever. She just was curious. Well, what do you think? Well, see, I have the body cam footage here on my computer, eight minutes and 38 seconds long, and I've watched it a couple of times, very, you know, focused at least one time all the way through. And see, the thing is, I I just mention it. All I got to do is mention it. I mention it. I say, yeah, George Floyd, you know, he died of drug overdose or something. And if you've never seen the video or you didn't pay attention to the video, then you might think like, well, where are you getting that information from? You know, and, and see, this is, this, is, uh, this is why psychological warfare, this is evidence of how well psychological warfare works because what happens is when you have people that don't really think and you have other people who do think and they come into conflict, the people that don't think, that allow other people to think for them, have a narrative, and they believe it wholeheartedly. But when people who think come along and interact with them, the people who don't think defend the narrative, despite overwhelming evidence that the narrative is inaccurate, false, wrong. And they're always asking because, you know, they, they want proof so bad. Where are you getting that information from? And then you tell them, well, I'm getting it from the George Floyd uh, body cam footage. I'm watching the footage. I'm watching what happened to the guy. And then they just look at you. What do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean what do I mean by that? I'm watching the footage. I'm watching the damn thing happen. You know? I, I guess what I'm getting at here is when people follow orders and dictums and when they listen to whatever the, 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 the narrative is, whatever the collective narrative is. It doesn't matter if you have video evidence to the contrary of that narrative, whether it's, you know, in the case of uh, Sandman, is that, was, was, that, was that the kid's name? With the, with the, fake, uh, the fake soldier Indian guy? And, uh, or in the case of, um, you know, the kid who popped a couple of those Antifa members, blew one guy's bicep off, that written house or something. You know, you have video evidence, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Or if it does matter, you don't really hear anything more about it because it's all about creating and holding a narrative. So so this listener from New Hampshire, Emily Spiller, emails me this and I conversed with her. I sent a few more emails with some of the details and she said, oh, okay, I, you know, that makes sense. I, I understand. And we talked about BLM for a second. I had a lot of other listeners email me this week. I've had, I had probably 30 different emails of different things from shadow people to uh, how do we stop all of this, you know, everything, to uh, people talking about Lady Gaga, people talking about um, viruses. I got a lot of emails this week. And one of the things I really didn't get a lot of was the, 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 the fires. I didn't really get many questions about the fires. And I know that I'm jumping around tonight, but I, I think all this really is, is important because you remember back when the, the whole thing with, um, you know, the Amazon was on fire. Remember that? And, uh, all these fake celebrities, you know, the people that really aren't talented, they're just hacks, you know, like, uh, the, the DiCaprio's and people like that. And they're like, save the Amazon. They're sharing photos online on Twitter and whatnot. And the photos are like pictures of forests burning, but they weren't the Amazon in some cases, or they were the Amazon like 10 years ago on fire, 
or some of them weren't even like real images. It was like CG. But whether they do it themselves or they have, you know, people that post things for them on Twitter, they're, they're literally, it's just, it's all about signaling to the public how, how much they care. Well, we care about the Amazon. We care so much about the Amazon. We care about the, the land that's being burned. We care about the animals that are losing their homes and dying and And then you saw, and you still see, a lot of these stories about directed energy weapons. And that is a, that's a touchy subject with some people, because they're so sure, they're so sure, they know that the fire was started with a directed energy weapon. And so, so nobody sent me any, I'm surprised, no one sent me any emails about that. Again, I got shadow people, I got Lady Gaga, I've got viruses, I got all kinds of emails about all kinds of things, George Floyd, but I didn't get anything about fires. And I know the last time I did a show on fires, last year we talked about the campfire. I am not in agreement that these fires were, I mean, because I don't know, but I'm not in agreement that these fires were started with directed energy weapons. I mean, there have been at least four people arrested, according to reports that I've read. One of them, at least one of them, was literally Antifa. Now, here's the thing. Your perception does create your reality. And it's probably something that is different than you think it is when you think about how to create your reality, what your perception is. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, Antifa started these fires, and you get people that start saying things like that. Well, people that don't like Antifa are going to immediately think, well, Antifa as an organization is responsible for starting the fires. Maybe, maybe they are. And then you get others that say, no, these are all natural. Well, how can they be all natural when people have been arrested for setting the fires? So they're not all natural, and they're not all created by Antifa. And then you get others that are like, no, that was definitely a directed energy weapon that started that fire. And then it's like, well, why, why do you need a DEW to start a fire? Maybe you need a DEW to demolecularize two towers on 9-11, but why would you need a DEW to start a fire? Oh, but Ryan, you don't understand. There's pictures of these DEW striking the earth. And uh, people sent me those pictures last year, and I just did a quick internet reverse image search. You know what I found? I found that those images were not laser beams. Those were rockets taking off. In fact, some of them were SpaceX rockets. And these images, just like the Amazon images, were circulating all over the Internet. Look, these are laser beams. This is a directed energy weapon. Look at this. Look over here. This is Anthony Bourdain, not really Jeffrey Epstein. They took Anthony Bourdain after he died. The Clintons killed him, and then they put him on a stretcher, and they rolled him out when they pulled Epstein out the other side of the building. I get it. You got a theory. You got a theory. But the theory has to make sense. That makes no sense. It makes no sense on the surface why a DEW would be used to start a... Why a trillion-dollar space-based weapons platform would be used to start a fire. Now, that doesn't mean that it hasn't been used. Because I'm sure DEWs come in a variety of shapes and forms and powers that we can't think about. You know, I can go to Lockheed Martin or Raytheon and I can read about their directed energy weapons, their lasers. It's on their website. You know, I even had, I even had Mr. Lear message me and say, you know, you know who I am and you just, you're just one of those people that doesn't believe in the truth, you know. How can you say that directed energy weapons don't work? 
And I'm thinking like, well, if I didn't know you listened to the show, first of all. Second of all, you didn't hear the show because I didn't say that they don't exist. I actually spent like most of that last show I did on fires talking about how, yeah, directed energy weapons exist. I can go on Raytheon's website right now and pull it up. But just because I don't believe CNN doesn't mean I believe that a DEW was responsible. It doesn't mean just because you arrested two people that were Antifa or three people or four people and one was Antifa doesn't mean Antifa set all the fires. There, there are always fires. There's always flooding. There's always drought. There's always something going on. And if you zoom the camera in real, real close, then you can create a reality through the lens to make it look like the Amazon's on fire when it, you know, there's always fires. Or the Pacific Northwest is on fire. Well, there's always fires. It's not as bad as it is right now. It looks like some end-of-the-world scenario playing out. I can't imagine how hard it is to live in that environment. I mean, I remember being in Boise and all the smoke there in the, in the valley, and it was hard to breathe when there were fires in the, in the mountains, in the hills, away from the city. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. I guess my point is, I really want to look at things objectively, and and I we can't do that when you have, when you have all these ideological schools of thought where people want to they want want this to be true. This has to be true. This has to be true. It has to be DWs because if it's not, I don't have enough wherewithal to 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 question or to think about what else it could be. So it either has to be CNN's telling the truth that it's because of Trump and climate change, or it has to be because of directed energy weapons. It couldn't be because of anything else. I mean, think about, okay, so our, we had a listener named uh, Emily Spiller message us about George Floyd and other things. But Emily was asking, like, where did you get that information about F- Floyd dying of something other than police brutality or something to that effect, right? And so, you know, I'm sitting here and I, I read that and I'm thinking, well, I... There's it's there's lots of evidence. It's in it's in the video. I don't think that George Floyd was murdered. I think George Floyd was on drugs, was having a panic attack, and his heart popped. And I think he was already having trouble breathing because he was screaming in the back of the police car, pushing the police, kicking and kicking and screaming, saying he's claustrophobic and he can't breathe when he wasn't even being touched before he got in the car. It's in the video. But then when he dies, they test him for COVID-19. They say he's got COVID-19. Oh, he died of COVID-19. Well, how did he die of COVID-19? And he died of police brutality. And he also died of suffocation. And he died of his heart failure. How can you die of all four things at the same time? Well, you see there's a parallel here because the way that George Floyd died and the way that it's been listed and talked about is... Exactly the way that 94% of people have died of COVID-19 when they haven't actually died of COVID-19. COVID-19 was in the vicinity. It's in your mind. It's in the news. You're afraid of it. So when somebody you know dies, they have COVID-19. They must have died of COVID-19. When George Floyd dies because he was black and there was a white police officer, he must have died of police brutality. But he also died of fentanyl overdose and he also died of suffocation and 
you know, he died because of police brutality. You know, you know what I had somebody tell me? This Jacob Blake guy. And, uh, I mean, there have been so many of these cases. I mean, Jacob Blake's another one. Like, how could the police shoot a man so many times? Well, I didn't say that seven times was justified, but how can a guy pull a knife on a police officer and not expect to get shot? And it's just they make you make excuses, like this guy in Rochester, New York, half naked, PCP, spitting on people, and they're like, "Well, he had a he did have a little PCP in his system, but he was a black man, so that's okay." Like these people are so racist and so so ridiculous. I mean, sometimes it just makes you want to shut the inter- the, the internet off, shut your computer off, just not listen to it anymore. I'm going to get back on track. CDC director says face masks may provide more protection than a coronavirus vaccine. Now think about that for a second. How is the mask going to protect you better than the vaccine? The masks are worthless. The vaccine's worthless. So if anything, the masks are going to protect you as much as the the vaccine, which is 0%. It's not going to have any effect. In fact, it'll make you feel worse. It'll make you sicker. Okay, so how else can we stop the virus from spreading? Well, we're at a point now where it's become so normal, people just kind of incorporate it into their everyday lives and don't really think much more about it. And so now you're starting to see reports like this. We are ignoring... One of the most obvious ways to avoid spreading the coronavirus. Stop talking so much. That's Business Insider, September 12th. If you stop talking, then you won't spread the virus as much. And if you speak certain languages, you will or won't spread the virus as much. This is Forbes magazine. Why speaking English may spread more coronavirus. Really, why speaking English? You know, I mean, people that speak English, if I was going to read this in English, why speaking English may spread more coronavirus than some other languages. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty dry. But if you listen to like German, you know, or Chinese or Spanish or Italian, you know, and the way that they enunciate things, and they, you know, so I would think that those languages would maybe spread it more than English. Why is it English? Does nobody else see the level of this insane propaganda and what this implies and what this means. Here's the Atlantic, this anti-American publication. Mask up and shut up. COVID-19 transmissions would go down if we spoke less or less loudly in public spaces. Why aren't more people saying so? Well, you told us not to speak, so how are we supposed to? To talk about it. Oh, and you know how the mask article here starts it says COVID-19 researchers have rightly extolled the virtues of masks hailed the necessity of ventilation praised the salutary nature of outdoor activities but another behavioral tactic hasn't received enough attention in part because it makes itself known by its absence this tactic is silence you know I was, I was talking to my friend Jack on the phone about uh, two weeks ago Maybe three weeks ago as well. Like we, we talk all the time. So two weeks ago, three weeks ago, about a month ago. And, and we've talked many times about this. And he keeps asking me, he's like, Ryan, it's got to be more. 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 
why is the mask thing so important? And I said, I think it's to strip people of their identities. I think it deals with the, the uh, it deals in what I call cultural BDSM. People want to be submissive. They want to be bound. They want to be taken care of by their captors and feel safe within this new cult-like normality. I think it's a lot of things. I think it's going to make people sicker, and it is, in the head and in the body. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's that, I think those are the main reasons. Well, now they're saying don't speak at all. And this was briefly mentioned here or there at the beginning of all of this. But now they're like, just don't talk at all. Now, I mean, how, how many people feasibly are going to do that? How many people are going to go out in public and not talk at all because they read The Atlantic and it said to? Maybe some weird liberal college kids or their parents. But that's, that's about it. Some professors at a university. They walk around with a notepad like they're deaf, trying to write things down to explain it to people because they can't talk to them, they can't hear them. You can't open your mouth. Are you kidding me? This, this isn't news, okay? It's time to realize none of this is news. Even the stuff that's written by human beings. All of this is made-up propaganda garbage. It's meant to demoralize you, to make you think that you're worthless and weak, to make you think that you have no purpose whatsoever, to make you think that something as simple as talking to another person or as simple as shaking hands are acts of terrorism, acts of aggression, acts of anger and hatred, acts of violence. I mean, you, you are living in a dystopian novel. This is a dystopian novel, the likes of which makes Orwell and Huxley and others look like, you know, you'd rather live in 1984 and you'd rather live, you'd probably rather live in a brave new world because where this is going, it's going to go a lot further than hatcheries where children are born. It's going to go a lot further than eliminating the orgasm. It's going to go a lot further than two minutes of hate. You know what Trump has been? Trump has been four years of hate. And it's whipped people into such a frenzy into such a hysteria like the Oracle of Delphi, and they're just convulsing. And whatever they say while they're convulsing, whatever the mob says or whatever the controllers of the mob tell the mob to say, that's what becomes the new direction. Wherever the mob wants to go with their pitchforks and their torches, that's where the mob goes. The mob get, gets what they want and let, unless somebody tries to stop them. But this is an ideological mob. Can you believe that we're reading in 2020, if you want to stop the virus, stop speaking? So what are they going to say? That if, if you, English is now banned? Don't think that it won't get to that point. Because evil and tyranny exist so long as they're allowed to exist. And the extent to which they exist and the extent to which they go is the extent that you allow it. So let's look at this on a spectrum. At the beginning, you were told you need to lock down for two weeks, wash your hands, save up some food. It's going to be rough, but we'll get through this. You've gone from that to stop speaking English. It spreads the virus faster. Do you see how insane that is? In context with what's happened over the last couple of months, over the last year, 
Do you see how insane that is? You go from two weeks inside to keep everybody safe and then we'll go back to work to speaking English spreads the virus. Don't speak English anymore. Better yet, don't speak at all. It's already hard enough to hear people behind a mask. They say don't speak at all. You realize how traumatic this is? I mean, it's already bad enough that suicides are increasing. It's already bad enough that hundreds of millions of people are and are going to starve as a result of lockdowns and shutdowns. The CDC has published data just a few days ago that 25.5% on average, according to their data, of people between 18 and 24 years old have considered suicide in the last month as a result of current conditions. And you can blame the conditions on anything, just like you can say, well, George Floyd died of his heart exploding, he died of fentanyl, he died of COVID-19, he died of racism, he died of police brutality, And you can say, well, the reason all these kids want to commit suicide is because clearly Trump, you know, four years of hate, 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 four years of hate, all that hate, all those Instagram witches that have tried to bind the president. I don't care if the president was Bill Clinton. I don't care if the president was was George Bush Sr., You have, like, literal groups of magicians. They're not really magicians, but fake magicians, witches. Instagram New Age whores is basically what they are. With their tits hanging out, and they're trying to get an audience, and they're telling you, we're going to bind the president tonight. We're going to tie some string together, and we're going to get a cat's foot, and we're going to put some stuff in a cauldron. And we're going to bind the president. So you got witches trying to literally harm the president... And uh, you've got four years of absolute hatred and you have people whipped into a complete frenzied state where they can't think in a collective mob. And then you have the initiation of racial tensions that are highly artificial. And then you have fires that's making it difficult for people to breathe on top of the fact that it's killing wildlife It's killing land. It's killing businesses as well. It's burning people's houses. It's a disaster. I mean, it's like being in the middle of an apocalypse. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? It feels like you're in the middle of the apocalypse. But here's the thing that you never really realize, even when you read history. You never really realize what's happening until long after it's completed. You know the Holodomor in the Ukraine that killed 5 to 6 million Ukrainians? Massive famine caused by the Soviet Union. You know, during the time that people were starving, they they didn't call it the Holodomor. They didn't call it Stalin's famine, you know, when people started starving. You know... In like 1935 Germany, when communists were being rounded up and put into cow, they didn't call it the Holocaust. You don't realize it until after. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from break here on The Secret Teachings. You're not going to realize what's happening until after, until you go from stay inside for two weeks, get some extra food, to don't speak at all because your voice is spreading the virus. Think about how 
sick, twisted, and dangerous that is and how dystopian things have become in the last year. And there are some ways to overcome that. We'll talk about that too when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us on The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this... And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. Since I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now. So I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you... So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils. 
from ritual magic to voodoo and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all co- coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM where you can catch The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Rook. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Ryan Gable, and you are listening to the Secret Teachings radio show on the Fringe FM five nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. When you read some of the almost unreal articles and news headlines, pay attention to what's going on in the news. It's probably better you don't. You know, you read a lot of stuff that it's just meant to rile people up. But in the bigger context of everything, think back on historical events. What are some really big historical events? Really big historical events. I'm not even going to give you an example. Just think of something. What comes to your mind? Something historic or historical. It could be military. It could be social. It could be economic. It could be anything. And think about how you view it today as opposed to how, if you were alive, you viewed it then. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you an example. 9-11 is a great example. The 2008 housing bubble popping is an example. How do you feel about those things today compared to how you felt about them then? You're probably not so riled up about it. You might not care at all. If you're young enough, you might not remember it at all. You might have no clue. It might not have affected you at all, even if you are old enough to remember, which 99% of you probably are, whether it was 9-11 or the housing bubble or anything. So how you look at it today is different than you would have looked at it then. And 
then we learn about those events later. I mean, kids in school today learn about 9-11 a little bit. And whatever is left over from those events, that becomes the narrative officially. That becomes the history. This is what you learn in school. This is what passes down to the next generation. Now, that's not necessarily because of some evil group of conspirators that try to prevent generations from learning what happened in the past. It's just you get a a, a standard narrative, and that's what becomes reality. You don't really think about it in any other terms. You don't really think that you need to think about it in any other terms. So, if you think back on World War One, you think back on World War Two, you think back on anything in history, and there's always those, you know, there's always those little things like, well, how did World War One start? How did the Second World War start? Was it because Hitler invaded Poland? Was it because because the Archduke was shot? Well, those might have been triggering events, but I doubt that that's the only reason the war was started. I mean, how do you know even when a war was started? You have a specific day and you have a specific end time, but there's still fighting that goes on before and after. And there are pauses of fighting in between. You know, you think of the American Revolution. I mean, most of the time, there was no battle. George Washington was retreating. They were hiding. They were running away from the British, using hit-and-run tactics. It wasn't you know, constantly years and years and years of war. I mean, look at the Civil War. In the United States, there were only a handful of days where battles were actually fought. Otherwise, hundreds and hundreds of days of soldiers in camps. But so, so we generalize things, and that's how we understand them. It's how we generalize more complex concepts and myth and stories and pass it down from generation to generation. We, we, we generalize it, and we extract the pieces that are relevant, and then we put those into a story, and that's what, that's what we teach our kids. That's what the next generation learns. You don't realize you're in the middle of an incredibly important and something that will be remembered historical event that shapes the future of the world. Not little events, but big major events. You don't realize you're in the middle of that until it's already over, until you move past it. There's no arbitrary line where suddenly things become, oh, that was that event. COVID-19, at what point is it going to be kind of left behind us and we'll move on to the next big thing. You know, here's, here's a great example, and I don't think that this is the next big thing, but CNN Health from yesterday. Residents of Michigan are urged to stay indoors as officials race to stop the spread of a dangerous mosquito-borne illness. So now there's a mosquito-borne illness, which is not new, But if you don't know what it is, you'll think, oh, my God, that's horrible. Eastern equine encephalitis, EEE. Now, it's arguable whether mosquitoes even carry EEE or if EEE is the result of chemicals or toxins or poisons or something else like that. And it's generalized and grouped into a collective of symptoms that are defined as Eastern equine encephalitis. But. They're telling you, stay indoors. So, so what, what is this? What is this? Stay indoors. There's mosquitoes. Stay indoors. There's COVID. I can't breathe. 
George Floyd, I can't breathe. I've got my masks on. I can't breathe. There's fires. You can't breathe and you have to stay inside because of the fires too. So what is this? What is this trend? You can't breathe. You got to stay indoors. Mosquitoes and fires and racial tensions. What exactly is happening here? You can't breathe. You have to stay indoors. You have to stay enclosed. You can't breathe? What are you like being choked? Is this some like aggressive psychological sexual game? They make you wear the mask and they hold you down and they choke you? Is that what it is? I mean, you really think about it. The fires are preventing people from leaving their house. You can't breathe. The riots are preventing people from leaving their house. And all you hear is, I can't breathe. And then you see story after story, like this one in Michigan, of officials telling people to stay inside because there's dangerous, deadly mosquitoes flying around. And of course, if you get EEE, equine encephalitis or eastern equine encephalitis, which again is not necessarily caused by mosquitoes, but that's something that is probably, uh, you know, debatable. But uh, you get bit by one of these things, you can have a, a, a large variety of symptoms, which include basic things like you'd have with COVID, diarrhea, headache, vomiting, seizure, Some people could have breathing problems. You also get fever. (gasps) EEE gives you a fever, just like COVID gives you a fever. You know what else gives you a fever? You go outside, you get a little heat stroke. That gives you a fever. Does that mean you have EEE? Does that mean that you have COVID-19? No, it just means you got a little heat stroke. I get a little heated talking on the radio. Does that mean I have COVID-19 or EEE? So look at that parallel. Think about that parallel. Look at that. Fires, can't breathe, stay inside. Mosquitoes, stay inside. If you get stung or bit by one or punctured by one, you might not be able to breathe. That's one of the symptoms. It's not a major symptom, but it's one of the symptoms. But there's all kinds of other things going on. And then you got racial riots and protests and cultural Marxists in the street. And they tell you that they can't breathe. And they tell you, stay inside or you're going to get hurt. So what exactly is going on here? Can anybody fill in the blank for me? Can anybody figure this out? So meanwhile, the CDC's reporting, listen to this. The CDC says the coronavirus pandemic has had a devastating effect on Americans with over 6 million confirmed cases, probably 6 million Jews, across the country, at least 190,000 deaths. This, by the way, this is after the CDC published their data showing that 94% of 190,000 people, roughly, did not die of coronavirus. But then they still published this as that's the narrative despite the evidence to the contrary. But they said that it's also caused widespread psychological trauma. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention surveyed over 5,400 people and found that 25.5% of respondents between the ages of 18 and 24 reported having seriously considered suicide in the last 30 days. The CDC survey also found that over 40% of respondents reported at least one adverse mental or behavioral health condition as a result of the coronavirus, echoing a previous survey of more than 10,000 American adults. Adverse mental effects include symptoms of anxiety or depression disorder, symptoms of a trauma and stressor-related disorder, and substance use issues to cope with coronavirus-related stress or 
emotions. In other words, people mentally are not doing too well. And it really doesn't take a clinical psychologist to figure that out. Back in April, an article came out from The Insider, but it's also based on various reports, studies, data, etc., things just from all over the place, medical colleges, uh, JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association, pediatrics, these documents, data, came from all over the place. So the insider reported this. There's evidence that kids stuck in quarantine may experience higher levels of depression and anxiety. You think so? Kids are social creatures. Humans are social creatures. They need to go out and be connected to other people. Now, of course, the kids have higher rates of depression and anxiety. But you can't see the depression and the anxiety. Because depression and anxiety are not looked at in the same way as, you know, eastern equine encephalitis. They're not looked at the same way as COVID-19 or mosquitoes. But you can't see COVID-19 either. But you've been made afraid of it. If you watched CNN and Brian Stelzer and all these other people, and they convinced you that mental health was such a big problem, you'd be worried about people's mental health. You'd probably be going out in public, and you'd be worried that someone might snap at any moment because they're mentally ill. They've got depression. They've got anxiety. All conditions, by the way, that exempt you from wearing a mask in almost every, well, actually in all states, but almost in every government mandate from those states. So the CDC and others are saying that, yeah, there's more depression, there's more anxiety, and we don't need that. I'll throw this on the floor right now. I don't need the CDC to tell me that, but I'm just looking at the numbers and seeing what seeing what's being reported. Depression, anxiety, stress, worry, that breaks on the body. That makes you sick. Makes you not feel too good. So what exactly are we supposed to do? I had a listener email me a couple of days ago, and they asked me, what, what are we supposed to do about all this? What are we supposed to do about this? How do we stop all of this? This is Greg Costello from California. Greg just asked me to, to stop all of this. What do we do? And I'm not exactly sure what he was specifically referencing, he emailed me this yesterday, but what do we do to stop all of this? I, I, I don't really think, I don't have an answer for you. Maybe that makes you lose some respect for me. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what you do to stop it all. And I'm not even going to tell you like Howard Bill to, you know, you got to get, first you got to get mad. You got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. My life has value. Maybe. I mean, I can tell you that the one thing that you can do is you can, you can change your lifestyle. You can, you can take care of yourself in some way, shape, or form. You can try to connect with people. Those things probably help, but I, I, I don't know. I really think that one of the best things you can do outside of food and companionship is really just being comfortable. It's really unpopular to say this, but I'll say it. I think being, uncomfort- being comfortable with, with death. Not as a morbid, uh, nihilistic thing, but being comfortable with death. Not because you want to submit to it, but because you realize 
if I'm not afraid of dying, then I can fight, I can be me, I can live life to the fullest without any fear of what's going to happen. That's my thought. I, I don't know. What can we do, Greg? I mean, there are solutions to some things, but I'm telling you, what, what, what's happening is, is not just abnormal and it's not just a conspiracy. When you start to see patterns like this, there's something else going on. I don't have the answer for you. I don't know what the answer is. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out like you do. I don't know. But when there's wildfires, regardless of how they were started, and the smoke is so bad and the sky is blotted out red and orange and yellow, and you can't breathe and you have to stay in your house, and some of the worst places in the country where you already have to stay in your house and all you hear about is how people can't breathe during their riots that are mostly peaceful, which are all over the country, And then you have other stories like in Michigan where they're telling you to stay inside because there's deadly mosquitoes flying around. We'll we'll figure it out eventually. I mean, I I give you an idea of what it is. You you, you know that, well, I've said this so many times, and it probably gets really annoying, but you know that another thing that Mao Zedong did in China was when people fled the big cities and they ran out into the woods to try to live in the woods so they weren't killed or they didn't they took a little bit of their property with them you know some items with them so they weren't stolen and put into the collective well you know what they did they burned the forests down it's literally that scene in Lord of the Rings where the wizard says about the forest to just burn it down and use use the wood for the fires to help build the army of darkness. They just, in China, they just burn the, burn the forest down. You know what else they did in China? 1952. That's where the mask thing came from. You think it's pollution? Yeah, okay, but it went back to 1952. They, they, they had the mask on, and they cleaned every city, every tree, every piece of grass with chemicals to stop the spread of disease. Do you know that? They burned the forests down. They sprayed chemicals everywhere. They wore masks. They locked down. They weren't allowed to take walks. All while something was happening outside in the streets. And I can tell you this. Greg and anyone else who has that same question Greg had, you know what it is? It's not Planet X coming, and that's why they want you to stay inside. I mean, what, what kind of argument is that, first of all, to begin with? What, they're, so they're burning the northwest of the United States. So they don't see Planet X coming, but the rest of the world can see it. That makes perfect sense to me. No, that's ridiculous. That's not it. And uh, second of all, if there was another planet coming, it wouldn't really matter if you could see it or not, because you'd be able to feel the effects of it and things would become chaotic and hectic. Maybe you say, well, they are with the weather. Uh, well, a lot of the weather is no different than the weather's ever been. You can call it a weather event or a snow bomb or something like that, but it's the same weather you've always experienced. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more severe. That's the bottom line. So it's not, I don't think it's Planet X. And well, maybe they're, maybe they're trying to block out the sky and keep us inside because aliens are coming. Where, where are people coming up with this stuff? No, it's real simple what's happening. They're burning the forests. They're traumatizing the public. Brainwashing the public. 
They are stealing resources, shutting down industrialization. It is a full-scale revolution. And you know, in 1917 in Russia and in the 1940s and the 1950s in China, when this stuff was happening, you know that there were people that were sitting there that were trying to deal with the havoc and, and, and not sure... You know, if if the communists were truly in power or if Kang Chai-shek was in power still, if the nationalists were in power, it was complete chaos and confusion. Nobody knew what was happening. But before you know it, you wake up one day, there aren't going to be American flags flying anymore. You can see these red flags with gold stars flying on them or hammers and sickles flying on them. Do we have to make it about politics all the time? This isn't about politics. It's about history. It's about magic, for that matter. You've got witches cursing and binding the present. How much more dark and occult can you get than that? And you know, of the most the most atheistic, godless groups are communists, traditionally on record in their own words. So yeah, they're going to be drawn to the darkness because their god is destruction and chaos but exploiting the general the general goodwill of the people who are exterminated in the end as well that's it's not about planet x it's not about aliens it's a, it's about restructuring the processes and the mechanisms of the world and before you know it you'll wake up and you won't know what happened but You'll only learn about it slowly because it's a slow normalization process. Then you realize, oh, that's what that event was called. Oh, yeah, you'll read about it in history books. Right now, you don't know. That's why you need to read the history books so you can compare and contrast and realize, oh, that's happening now. Let's stop it before it gets so bad we have no other recourse except to submit to it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More on the fires and other stuff when we come back from break. Stay with us. Hi, this is Joseph P. Farrell. I'm the author of Roswell and the Reich, SS Brotherhood of the Bell, and a number of other books. My website is www.gizadestar.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some Galactic Confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. 
but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Are you ready to explore the unknown and the secret teachings? Do you have everything you need? I've got my secret socks on, and my secret TV, and my secret TV channel. SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you? They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Power of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Did you buy Alexa? No, I don't know why people would voluntarily bug your own house. Like, do you think you're the only one listening in on that? You never saw weird science, how creepy these nerds are? All these cameras on your phone, all of that. The people go on Ancestry.com. Why would you send your saliva into the internet? Why don't you just go to the Illuminati and help them build your robot replacement? Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Understand the procedure now? Just stop a few of their machines, and radios, and telephones, and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours, and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find, and it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. Watch. 
if you're God and you made the whole universe, are you I'm just going to sit back watching one planet? Maybe that's why the Earth is so fucked up. I don't think he's been watching us for the last couple thousand. When was the last time he reached out? When was the last time he went up, was in a burning bush going, hey, hey, you there, you there with the long curvy stick next to the sheep? I think he's been watching other Earths. I'm Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. This is M. Don Shorn, author of the book series collectively known as the Journals of the Ancient Ones. Please join me as we listen to Ryan Gable on The Secret Teachings radio program, where knowledge and learning reside. Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. It's a Friday night, last segment before the weekend. I'm sitting here in studio. I got one of those LED lights that changes colors, so I got the whole studio lit up green and red and blue and yellow and whatever other color it turns to. Got the Christmas lights in here. I finally got some curtains for my window in the studio, so it's nice and dark and lit up and really comforting in here. I know a lot of the stuff we talk about doesn't feel that comforting, but to me, I think realizing and recognizing is empowering no matter what we realize or we recognize. I think it's important to recognize that you don't really recognize, and I mean what I just said, it's important to recognize that you don't really recognize something until it's long gone and long past. Kind of like that idea you don't know what you, what you have until it's gone, right? Well, historically, you don't really know what you have until it becomes history. So you don't really know what something is called until after the fact. Like when the Bolsheviks overthrew the Tsarist the, the government in Russia, the day that the, the revolution began, people weren't in the streets saying, oh, today's the Bolshevik revolution. You going to go down and watch the murder? Nobody sad like, oh, today the World War II starts today. You going to watch that on pay-per-view? No, no, nobody says like, oh, 9-11's this morning. You ready for 9-11? Nobody knows those things. Nobody says those things because it's just an average day and then something horrific happens. You hear really bad news. Somebody invaded. Somebody got shot. Somebody, you know, anything could happen. So you have radio hosts. You have authors. You have researchers, investigators, you have minds of your own to try to put it all together, but you have to do it in a really refined and skeptical but open-minded manner. And if you don't, you're going to get caught up in things like, why are there wildfires? You know what one of the biggest theories about the wildfires are? Directed energy weapons. Okay, directed energy weapons exist. Why are they using directed energy weapons to start fires? This makes no sense. You say, well, there's proof of it. I say, show me the proof. All the proof I've seen in almost every case, it's a rocket launching. 
And there are other cases of, yeah, lasers being used, but it doesn't mean that those lasers were being used to start those particular fires. You ever think that? You ever think just because there's something that's not a rocket taking off, just because you see something that's not computer generated, just because you see something that looks like it's real, you think that's the exact fire beginning? If someone was there to take a picture of the fire starting, why didn't they report, oh my God, I was out here camping with my girlfriend and all of a sudden the sky lit up and the mountain exploded and a laser beam burned the trees and we had to rush out of there with all the animals because the the, the forest got blown up. Why didn't that guy and his girlfriend report the fire? There's just someone out there taking a picture Oh, well, it was someone working with the deep state or working with the cabal. Really? So they're working with the deep state and the cabal. They take a picture of the laser coming down. They know it's happening. And then they release the picture, which is usually really fuzzy and grainy. They release the picture online and nobody has the metadata in that picture to see when it was taken, where it was taken, how it was taken, with what object it was taken, what kind of camera, phone. Come on, you got to think more critically than this. Well, there's a picture of it, Ryan. Okay, then we go to the next level. Why are there fires? Oh, there's fires because they don't want you to see Planet X coming. That one I have to pick my job off the table, really. There's fires because they don't want you to see Planet X coming? Well, where? Can you only see Planet X coming if you're in Portland or if you're in parts of Oregon or Idaho or Northern California? Is that the only place Planet X can be seen in the sky? So if I'm in, if I'm in Brazil, can I not see Planet X? If I'm in Canada, can I not see Planet X? I guess it would depend on where Planet X is in the sky. And Planet X is so close, but there's no visible physical effects on the planet. And it's funny because then the Planet X people say, well, the extreme weather is Planet X. And you've got proof of that. Well, well, no, it's actually climate change. And you've got proof of that. It's just people that are trying to blame things that they don't understand or that they think, you know, are important on other people. You know, everything that's happening, fires and riots, it's all Trump's fault. Other people think the fires and, you know, they think other things like, uh, oh, I don't know, riots. It's the end times. It's all because of Planet X. It's all because of the end of the world. It's all because everything is crashing down. It's all over. The world's going to end. Others think, no, the aliens are coming. They, they blocked out the sun because of the aliens. Rather than everything being so absolute, maybe the fires, some of them were already burning. Maybe some of the ground was dry and there was a lightning strike. Maybe some people set some fireworks off. Things got out of control. They had a, they had a bonfire. They had a campfire. Things got out of control. Maybe some Antifa people lit some fires. We know that happened. Maybe some fires were started with directed energy weapons. I don't see how that's a reasonable uh, thought. Doesn't mean they don't exist, but my point is maybe it's like a bunch of stuff that's responsible. Maybe there are riots in the street because of more than just George Floyd. You ever think about that? Maybe there's riots in the street because of narratives that are created by media, not because of some guy on fentanyl dying maybe it's because you were told to think a certain way maybe you were told to think that COVID-19 was more dangerous than obesity and killed more people than obesity maybe it's because you're so confused 
due to the fact that every little detail of information that you get is almost always out of context with reality. Maybe it's because everything that you listen to, hear, and read that's contrary to the the mainline narrative of anything is often just as outlandish as whatever the mainline narrative is and often is just a byproduct or a branch of the mainline narrative to create so much confusion that nobody has any clue what's going on. So we're so afraid and so traumatized and we just kind of, we give up. We become blank slates to be used however others see fit. You won't know what's happening until it's all over. You won't realize what's happening until it's all over. So you can go about your daily lives and you can think that you have it all figured out. And maybe you do have it all figured out. I don't know. Maybe you've got it more figured out than I do. I I don't have it figured out. But I know that when I focus on taking care of myself or trying to make connections with other people, these are positive things that are humanizing individually or with other people. And that seems to be the best solution that I can come up with. I don't know if there's another solution. Sharing images of fake fires online isn't a solution. Making up stories about aliens being stopped because of wildfires doesn't make any sense. It's not a solution. And it's intended as it's allowed to proliferate to create confusion. So people that want to question what's happening look like morons. Why do you think all that's allowed on social media? Why do you think it's allowed on YouTube? They'll shut things down in the, in the blink of an eye, the snap of a finger, but then they'll let stuff like that proliferate. Why do you think that is? Got to stay inside, got to lock down. Oh, and then they tell you that if you'd uh, like to stop the spread of a virus, then you need to stop talking. Did you hear about that? Did you read about that? Not only do you need to stop talking, but if you speak English, it's, it's so naked. If you speak English, according to Forbes magazine, speaking English may spread more coronavirus than some other languages. That's not the Babylon Bee. That's Forbes. Speaking English may spread more coronavirus. You see, they use the word may. It's always may. May do this. May do that may be responsible, may help. Okay. It may. You know that the CDC director, Robert Redfield, said, face masks may provide more protection than coronavirus vaccine. Then why are we rushing a vaccine? Why not just everybody wears a mask? Well, that's what they'd like you to do, but they really can't force you to do it because you have to willfully submit to your captors. They want you to put the mask on and they want you to tie yourself up and they want you to be exposed and vulnerable so they can abuse you with permission. They got your permission to abuse you. 
You belong to them. Ain't nobody going to save you but yourself. But then, you know, you go outside and you take a walk or watch a funny movie. And it's like nothing else is really going on in the world, is it? I mean, I sit here in studio and I talk about this and then I turn everything off and I lay down in my bed and I go to sleep and I wake up and there's birds chirping and it's a nice sunny bright day outside and I go for a walk and get the mail and take a walk and uh, read a book and make some food and doesn't really seem like anything bad's happening. And I drive over to the city and there's gay flags and Black Lives Matter flags. I don't know how those things get mixed together and anti-Trump flags and trash in the street, broken windows, fires, angry mobs, ignorant black people yelling at white people, ignorant white people yelling at other white people, people pissing in the road. And then you get out of the city and it's like, oh, back to actual reality, which is most of the world where it's not total Sodom and Gomorrah, where there's not a Bolshevik revolution occurring. But it's like that all the time. It's not just now. It's like that all the time. Our perceptions change. We're gathering so much information. Our brain processes so little of it. And that becomes our reality. That becomes our world. Just a, just a little bit of it we process. That becomes our world. That becomes what we see. That becomes what we know. You change the perspective and things change. Reality changes. And, and if you have a memory, memories are really dangerous. Memories are really dangerous. And, and, and so is reading. Reading is very dangerous because when you read, you learn, you gain new perspective. And all that's individually empowering. So like a listener emailed us about what can we do. Greg from California emailed us. Said, what do we do to stop all this? Read, inform yourself, listen to radio, and determine if what the person is saying, if it's accurate. You know, if I say something like Emily Spiller wrote to us and was asking me uh, from New Hampshire about George Floyd, you know, where did you get that information about him not dying at the hands of uh, police? Where'd you get? And, and I got the information. I'm looking at it right now. I got the video. If you want to check it out, just go watch the video. Emily asked me that question. I go watch the video again to make sure I'm not remembering things wrong. There it is. It's in the video. It's backed up by something, so you can find it or you can ask me and I'll message it to you. You're not going to find that on many radio shows. I guarantee you that. People just say things out of their ass. They have no clue what to, what what they're talking about. It sounds crazy because... There's no way that can be true. That's that's a minority. That's a tiny little piece of information that nobody else thinks or believes that. How can that be true? You're not really asking how that can be true. You're really asking, how can so many people be duped? That's what you're really asking. How can so many people be duped? How could you be duped? If it's really that simple, if all I got to do is watch the George Floyd video, if it's really that simple really that simple, then how can so many people be duped by it? How, many, how can so many people be misled by it? If it's really, truly that simple, how can so many people be misled by it? Isn't that a kind of a scary thing to think about? That You're not asking, how can that be true? You're asking, how can that 
not be something everybody else knows. How can I be? How, how was I duped by that? And so it's easier to stroke your ego just to say, well, maybe you're right, but I'd rather live in this little fantasy world. I want to play something for you. Let me play this a minute of this George Floyd video. Here's George Floyd, six minutes into the video, and they're just talking to him, and he's like, I got claustrophobia. I don't want to get in the car, Mr. Police Officer. They put him in there, and they're not, they're not doing anything to him, and he pushes himself with a panic attack out of the car, screaming, I can't breathe. Nobody's even touching the guy. At first, when he's in the car, he just throws himself on the seat, then the officer tries to set him up, then he starts kicking. This is what actually happened. And they were kind to him for about six minutes trying to get him in the car. Only had COVID. I'll roll the windows down for you. Freaking out on drugs. Claustrophobic, got anxiety. When I stop breathing, nobody's touching him. The officer puts his arm on his shoulder, just go in the car. And they get him kind of in the car. The officer goes around the other side to help him. They try to pull him in the car, and then he freaks out. He's screaming. He's he's in the car. All they're doing is trying to sit him up in the video. I can't choke. I can't breathe. All they're doing is literally sitting him up in the car on the video. I can't breathe. They've told him like 50 times. I can't breathe. And then he then he pushes himself out of the car onto the ground. The officer didn't even pull him. He just pushed himself out the other side of the car. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Nobody had their neck. Nobody had their foot on his neck or their ankle on his neck or their leg on his neck. Just pushed himself out of the car. So if you watch the real video, that's what actually happened. And there's a lot of context that's, yeah, sure, not there. But see, the real question is, how can so many people be duped when there's video evidence of it? How can so many people be duped? Because they've been whipped into a frenzy. They've been whipped into a hysterical mob that demands whatever the mob demands. Justice, equality, ripping down the establishment, the, the order, the old order, Western civilization, 
That's what the director of the movie Cuties said. That's what BLM said. How can the director of Cuties in France have the same objective as the Black Lives Matter organization to destroy Western civilization? How can they have the same objective? You could ask, well, where are you getting that information from? I'm getting that information from the interview that the director gave on the movie and said, no, it's about girls dealing with the pressure of uh, her Muslim upbringing in Western civilization and how those things are oppressive. And go to BLM's website. It says they want to get rid of the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. That's that's the actual George Floyd video. That's what actually happened. It's not because he's black. It's not because of anything except that's what happened. You can interpret that however you want to interpret it. But when you, well, how can nobody else be aware of that? Well, a lot of people are aware of it. They're just afraid to say they're aware of it because it sounds crazy. Because everybody's been traumatized and conditioned to think that if you hear something like that on a radio show like this, it must not be true. But if you hear it from a reputable source, then despite the video evidence, it's still not true. It's not about how it can be true, how incredible that is. How, how is that possible? How can that, be, how can that be true? It's about how can so many people be duped? How can so many people be duped by it? A lot of people have been duped by it. We got another email from Terry Roland, who said that you've taught me a lot the last couple of weeks. Talked to us about some of the content we've had on the show recently. Said that he enjoys the show, so shout out to Terry Roland. We got a lot of other emails. Michael messaged us. Michael Mosado, he keeps in touch with us a lot. Just give out uh, some, give some shout outs uh, to some listeners. Go back to Greg and Emily and Michael. Joseph Lovell interviewed. Uh, Joseph Lovell messaged us about the genetically modified vaccine. So we've got that story. Actually got an email from M. Don Shorn this week too. Haven't talked to M. Don Shorn in a while. But I want to thank everybody for tuning into The Secret Teachings five nights a week. Sending us emails, rdgable at yahoo.com. Listening to the Fringe FM, supporting the network, supporting the secret teachings. Look at, just look at these articles. Look at, look at these headlines. Stop talking in English to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Are you kidding me? You know, they knew one of those firefighters that was killed. Remember, uh, it just happened like it was earlier, earlier today. Firefighter killed in California wildfire sparked by a gender reveal party. Yeah. A gender reveal party started one of the wildfires, they claim. So, see, even people that are revealing the, the, some, you know, the gender of their kid or something, they start wildfires too. It wasn't Planet X, but maybe it's all those things. Fires cause people to stay inside and not be able to breathe. And there's outbreaks of EEE. Eastern equine encephalitis in Michigan, and officials are saying stay indoors. Get some pretty severe symptoms. You might not be able to breathe from that. You got riots. People saying, I can't breathe. Got to stay indoors so you don't get hurt. 
Here's what it really all boils down to. Genesis 2-7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. When you take the breath away from somebody, when you take their livelihood away, when you take their resources away, you take everything, they become desperate. And when people become desperate, they'll do anything. They're desperate after all. And if they'll do anything... Well, it's not the sky that's the limit. The pit is the limit. How far will it spiral out of control? What can you do about it? Take personal responsibility. Say what you know is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge at all times and don't subscribe to an ideology. Take control of your lifestyle, your diet. Try to connect with people of a like mind. That's the best that I think we can come up with. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. All I know is The Secret Teachings is here for you five nights a week, Monday through Friday. We cover a variety of subjects, timeless subjects. We have a lot of guests on. And we'll bounce around from the music industry to history to general rambling conversations like tonight that I think still had a powerful message within it. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope that you all have a very nice weekend wherever you're listening, around the world. Maybe it's flat. I don't know. Maybe that's why they lit the fires. They don't want people to know about the flat earth. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's just it's re- at some point it becomes so ridiculous and you just kind of give up. I'm not giving up, though. We've got a lot of really great shows planned for you next week right here on The Fringe FM. Stay with us, stay safe, and stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. <laughs>